Hi, welcome to Just Right Reviews. I'm Julian, I sound like this. I'm Ryan and I sound like this. Okay, so this time we got two movies to talk about. Two movies. We have uh, Who's That Girl starring Madonna. Madonna and Griffin Dunn. And we have uh, Tekken, the motion picture. Even though it's only an hour, but that still, that still counts, that still counts. Alright, so... Um, let, let's start with Who's That Girl. Uh, Madonna, Griffin Dunn. That, that's only the reason why we watched it is just because Madonna was in it and we know her filmography is very... Uh, uh, lit, not not in, in limited sense, but very uh, small. So we knew that there wasn't too many movies of hers because we saw her previous film, Bloodhounds, on Broadway. And... Um, that was a whole lot of nothing. That was it. Was just ninety minutes of nothing. Madonna got married to Randy Quaid, but that's besides the point. Um, who's that girl? So Madonna is a ex convict. She just gets out of jail after four years, and Griffin Dunn is pretty much he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer who has to take care of her, make sure he like she gets to the bus stop. It's surprisingly complicated. It's surprisingly complicated for. But the plot doesn't matter. It's a screwball comedy. It's it's all over the place. To its detriment, it's all over the place. Yes. So, like, the plot, it just kind of goes where it needs to go. The main thing is it's Griffin Dunn being a pretentious New York upperclassman. Uh, Madonna doing her best. Betty Boop with a Looney Tunes voice. Yeah, it gets very and, annoying. And there's a jaguar panther. Yeah, around. and it, that's just a running gag throughout the movie, even though it kind of... They make it out to be a big plot point in the movie, but it's, it's, really, really, it, it's really not. So, the main thing about this film, what it has to stand on, is its humor. It's yes. a comedy. And comedy is subjective, but honestly, I really... There were a few jokes here and there that I kind of liked. We can go over them, but my problem was that it was just all over the place. In, in terms of tone, style, what, what yeah, they were doing. I would say that would be my biggest issue is tone because there's parts where they try and take it super serious and then you can just tell where it, it's strictly meant to be comedy. Madonna, oh, you know, she hijacks the car and Griffin Dunn's flying back and forth like, oh, what are you doing? And then there's just scenes where, you know, the gangsters are coming to beat them up. Oh, where's our money? You know, and it's just very off-key. So I guess we can talk about some of the jokes i think that's really what this film stands on so like the the, the opening of this film is an animated intro set to the song who's that girl by madonna you know obviously obvious uh and it recounts the backstory of this movie which you surprisingly need to know because she because when madonna actually explains it, it's like two seconds yeah then, like, the first major joke is that, like, there's a delivery man picking up the Jaguar. He sees it, then he runs away in a sped-up scene. Um, there's one joke. Yeah, I, I, it's towards the middle of the movie, Madonna and Griffin Dunn, they're, like, shouting in public about what they did that day. They're like, oh, I just, you know... Killed someone. Yeah, we, I, we did a double homicide. Oh, we drove a, you know, a panther across New York City. And people are just walking by like it's nothing, which I thought was pretty funny. But I mean, that's like the one—that's the one joke that stood out to me. Besides that, I, there's there, there were really there were two jokes for me. One was uh, the evil father-in-law has Griffin Dunn sign this prenuptial agreement. There's a scene where it's a bunch of sex positions he has marked off. I don't know. It wasn't like a laugh out loud. It was just like it was a surprisingly smart joke. It was. I I don't want to use subtle. 
because they show it right in front of the screen, but that's kind of what I felt like they were going The for. other joke was uh, they deliver the panther to the eccentric businessman, and he's like, oh, sorry for the mess. I lost my, uh, you know, my uh, butler. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, I lost him in the West Wing. You know, at night I hear him scream. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, that's just, it's out of nowhere, but it's funny. There's a running gag with these gay cops. Like, at first you don't think they're gay, but then, it, like, gradually over time it becomes more obvious. That's the joke they, they're going They with. should, like, they say stuff to, that, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to say, like, stereotypical or anything. But, I mean, you know, to show that, like, you know, they like to shop. They talk about specific jewelry. Sandwiches. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie they go in for a kiss and it was just so out of left field. Like, I... I they're not I, even I, characters. I just... I, Oh, I understood it was coming up, but just the fact that they actually did it, like, it almost felt as, a, like, a joke to the studio and audience itself. It's like, oh, oh, see, we were able to do it. You didn't think we could, but we did. See, my feeling on this film was that, like, every, like, ten scenes, the screenwriter changed, and he had a completely different vision for what this film does, because it is, like, it's not necessarily tonal whiplash, it's just no. comedy whiplash. It's... It, yeah, to an extent. All, all, it, there's always a uh, different like level of joke. There's, there's a joke that'll be really raunchy, and then there's a joke that'll just be like, Dumb. there's a whole scene where Madonna just does a knock knock joke to some interviewers, and yeah. it was, and it was just really bad. It, it jumps from being surreal to like commentary to slapstick. Because there's one scene where uh, the, the pimp and the fat guy have all the bridesmaids hostage and. They're putting them in the van, and then news people come up and are like, are you developing Stockholm Syndrome? And it's a really out-of-nowhere kind of joke. It would work in, like, an SNL skit or something. It's, it's just, like, such a weird joke to throw in there. Yeah. I, I would say... I, I don't want to say this for, like, scenes, but for every maybe 20 or 30 lines of, like, serious and bad joke dialogue, there's always, like, one good joke yeah. it's a very it's a very large ratio and it just doesn't hold well I mean, so basically they're going all over new york city we, we could we could go more into the plot it's really not of importance it's just more like we need to get these two characters to the, these locations for their comedy set yeah it's a it's a point a to point b movie but from them getting from point A to point B, they do all these pit stops, and that's where they have their wacky shenanigans. It's not, but, like, it's not even a road trip movie. It's just their wacky misadventures. But, like, only Madonna is wacky. Yeah, because Griffin Dunn plays the straight man. and The uptight straight man. Yes, uptight straight man. And, like... I he's not unlikable, he's just not interesting. No, he's just really generic. He doesn't really add anything to his character. Um, Madonna, on the other hand. Madonna, on the other hand, adds a little too much. And I, I'm okay with her in the movie. Her, yeah. her voice just started to distract me. Yeah. And I, and I, not going away from characters, but probably one of my biggest issues with the movie is that it starts out okay, mm -hmm. but then... I mean, it's, it's an hour and a half, but then, yeah, by the hour mark, it just fizzles. Like, the movie should have ended, you know, 20, 30 minutes earlier than it's, it should have. It would be an okay music video to Who's That Girl? You know, like, if they just made, like, a five-minute short? Yeah, I could see that. 
it's, it's like one idea that she's just wacky, wacky. Like, okay, it's, it's like she's dressed up like a, you know, like in like a leather jacket and dress. She's got her hair all like done up like Betty Boop. She's got bright red lipstick. Her face and body's like all powdered and white. And yeah, I said that she, she looked like um, uh, a little kid doing dress up. That's just kind of the vibe that I got. Cause I mean, I can tell Madonna was excited to be in the movie. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think it was I, I, say what you want because I don't think her acting is all that terrible. But I think she was just given the wrong direction. Yeah, because I don't even think the director knew. Well, we should talk about the director. Uh, I don't remember his name. Hurley, I think he went on on to direct Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Free. I have not seen any of those movies, so I cannot Cop- say if um, they well, are they are bad or good. But by reputation. But just knowing the reputation of the Fifty Shades movies, um, it's not a good sign. Okay, so uh, there's not really much else to say. They use they use some. It's, it's a surprisingly sparse soundtrack. It's it's a uh, not not even one of my main gripes with this movie, but kind of just movies in general. Going off topic, there's not a lot of movie scores anymore. Mm-hmm. They uh, mostly movies now just use songs as their score yeah there's not i feel bad for composers who actually want to make music for movies and then they just get left in the dust because the director would rather say i'll just pay a million dollars for like these five songs or probably more but that's besides the point that was my little rant (laughs) um so like they go out to like the bank and this jewelry store and i think the problem with this film structure wise is just things happen Things happen, it's loud, and just things happen. Things happen without any real consequences. Like, they go to the jewelry store. The main, like, thing in this film is that they're trying to get to a safety deposit box, which is blackmail uh, and incriminating evidence towards uh, Griffin Dunn's father-in-law, who turns out is, like, doing crime. Mm -hmm. They don't specify. And, like, they go to this jewelry store on the way to the bank, and and Madonna has the key around her necklace as a necklace, and then she puts it down for a second, then, like, the flamboyant jewelry man flings it into a box for reasons. For reasons. And then, you know, the plot goes on. And she on. starts screaming. Yeah, and then the plot goes on for another, you know, 50, extra 15 minutes when it didn't have to. It's like a million jokes strung together by the thinnest plots. Like, there are so many... This is dense jokes and, and I'm sure we missed some but they're just so all over the place they just don't connect dense with dense with jokes but only so many land yeah for ever for every 10 bad jokes there's probably a, a decent one yeah and because you get so many it's just you you start you stop recognizing them yeah like there's a joke that like the fiance to Griffin Dunn like it goes it has sex with all the ca- uh, taxi drivers Mm-hmm. But it never goes anywhere, and it's like the bodyguard, buff, personal trainer. I don't remember what his role was. No, I don't. And they, he's there for two seconds. He only pretty much has one line throughout the whole movie. What's hanging, man? Or how's it hanging? And that, that that's that's his character. So, so let's talk about the romance. So, Griffin Dunn's character arc is that he's this uptight guy, and then gradually, you know, he loses his glasses and. You know, he's shirtless for some of the movie. Yeah. And he starts cracking more jokes and being more cynical or just kind of being more wacky like uh, Madonna. Mm-hmm. Madonna has no character arc. 
other than realizing she loves uh, Griffin Dunn, but you know that's that's really it. They, they don't have much of a connection. No. I guess you could argue, like you, you get like the relationship from his side. You know, he's like she like is the manic pixie dream girl. Not, yes. not even that, but you know, just. You know, the wacky girl, but like he's like uptight and rude. And mm-hmm. It's not interesting. No, the 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 relation. Well, not the relationship, but the romance aspect, the love aspect is just so thin that it, I mean, it's it's you, you don't buy it at the end because only near the last fifteen minutes do they actually acknowledge that they have some sort of chemistry or like some love towards each other. But the love is so thin that I wouldn't even call it love. It's just like it's just the, it's just a, a normal affection. I'm trying to think of some metaphor to describe this like movie's writing or script or I don't know I don't even know I, like I don't want to sound like this movie's deep or like I, we're putting too much thought into it because honestly this movie's not even worth your time. I it, it, it's not. It's not really. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend. But this. it's just like it's so weird watching just all of the jokes and just. It's so dense, and you just by the end you're just like, can it be over? Not even, you're not even like upset. I, I to some people this film would probably be very annoying. Yeah, but on the other hand, I could see where people think it's a good time. Yeah, it, but I, I think it all depends what mindset you're in. Watching I think it. if you're into cheap, cheesy, eighties rom coms, but not like the good ones, just any of them. I don't know. I even have trouble debating if this is even considered a rom-com. I just don't see it. I just see it as a wacky comedy. It's, it, I mean, I, when I looked at reviews, it was listed mostly under screwball comedy. And it is. Okay. Yeah, no, it is. And it's all over the place. It's just, it's not wacky enough. It's not consistently one type of wackiness to be in, interesting or mm-hmm. funny. And none of the jokes land enough for it to be, like, bizarre, you know? I really can't name another movie like it, but it's like, I know there's like movies out there that have various different types of jokes that range all over the place, mm-hmm. but n- this one has so few good jokes, it, it it causes the whole thing to kind of collapse. Yes. And, you know, this further, this movie further cemented Madonna as not a major star. In film. In not, film. not a major star in film. This was still at her, you know, like, early mid 80s prime yeah so I'm like I guess if you're a fan of Madonna you just have to watch this then go ahead you you might like it I'm not going to diss anyone who didn't like it but if you like if you want like a good comedy you you could do much much better no there's so many other movies out there that are funny we only watched it because of the trailer yeah uh, the trailer made it look far more interesting but again, like, just to wrap it up from me, because the trailer made it look, you know, like this, like, high-energy octane, oh, Madonna, Griffin, doing wacky stuff. I'm like, all right, this seems interesting. And it starts out that way, but it just gets so repetitive and tiring after a while that I just became uninterested. You know, you, you can basically sum this movie with the climax. It is the most low-energy climax I have ever seen. Yeah, it doesn't... They're at a wedding. Madonna's confessed her love for Griffin Dunn. He's like, yeah, I love you. And then he gets into a sword fight with the father-in-law. And it's the most, like, 
nothing sword fight. There's like a thousand shots of other people. Mm-hmm. It's not even the main point, even though it's like this way. I thought this guy was like a fencer. Yeah, shouldn't this be more intense? There's like a scene where he takes a break to have cake with Madonna, and it's just like, why did you even put it in here? Yeah, because they wanted to show how cute they were, because they had a special chemistry, even though it wasn't really present throughout the whole movie. I don't. But anyway, that's that's uh, do, who's that girl? Of uh, the inspiration for Who That Boy by Tyler the Creator. Um, I would give this movie a two out of five. It's. I think it, I gave it. It's it. It's just it, it. It is what it is. It is what it is. And should you check it out? No. I mean, if you're really, I mean, again, if you're into Madonna movies, then okay. But that's the only reason why I could picture you watching this. But besides that, I just skip it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on to our next film, uh, a video game adaptation anime, Tekken, the motion picture. Yes. And only an hour long, but it has far more entertaining characters Okay, listen, oh, uh, I'm not saying this is, you know, a masterpiece or anything. It's but not. It, it, it's not. It, but it for an hour, it's got... It, it, it has the promise of uh, Who's That Girl trailer. High-octane energy, wacky shenanigans, and I, I, I had a good time with it. Yeah. But let's, let's actually get into it. So we came from this two different perspectives. I love fighting games. I've played a number of Tekken games. I'm familiar with the story. So and I came into this kind of knowing the lore. You have no experience. I, I have no experience in Tekken or video games. My only high-level video games goes up to Mario Kart, yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, that's me. fine. But that's fine. Yeah, That's fine. But it's, it's just interesting to come from it. So, like, for me, to, to describe this film t- to anyone, if you're watching, who knows the franchise, it's essentially a combination of the first two games... Because there's characters from the second game into the first one's story, just kind of merged, and it basically it's basically a ripoff of Enter the Dragon or Mortal Kombat or just any tournament movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, our main character cast. We have a few main characters. We do. we do. So we start off with this is from the video game. Uh, Heihachi is this leader of a company, and he's like, I don't want my son to be weak. And he throws his son off a cliff. He throws his son off a cliff, and they always cut to the flashback a like, good five times throughout the movie, even though it's only an hour. And it was pretty intense because I, when I first started out, it, it, you, you know, the father and son have their usual talk, like, oh, son, you need to do better. It's like, all right, I've seen this before thousands of times. And then he goes, oh, son, I, you, you've disappointed me. You, ha- you have to be strong. And he throws his son off the cliff. I'm just like, okay, so just, him. Just, just kill your son. Just okay. Him. Yeah, it launches him. And then so that's what really, uh, that's what gripped me in for the for the experience. <laughs> so so let's, let's talk about the voice acting right away. It's bad. Yeah, it's not it's not that good. But at the same time, it's hilarious. Yes. The, the line I kept coming back to is when the, the love interest, uh, June goes up to Kazuya, our, our lead angry man, uh, and she's like, why are you so angry just because your father threw you off a cliff? Yes, and he has every right to be angry. And he has, he has the best lines. You, you loved when he's like, I must kill my father. Yeah, he has concrete plans, and he will not let anybody get in his way. And, I, and that's what I liked, because, yeah, there's so many characters, and 
you know, none of them get development. Not none of them get development. They usually have one trait, and usually for any other movie, you know, that's bad. I wouldn't like it, but I mean, this movie's only an hour. There's only so much you can do, so I'm fine with having this character having their own trait and um, him just being just wanting to kill his father. It's like okay, that's that's all the motive I need. So this was an anime, but you know, the animation is okay it's 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 subpar it's cheap i'll tell you so the character designs are exaggerated even from the game models like the hair is insane and you know the eyebrows of heihachi and kazuya are just go across their forehead Mm -hmm. the fight scenes are bad there's no good choreography or interesting special moves no for a fighting movie, I mean, I know it's it's usually just mostly, you know, punching and kicking, but, yeah, even I was kind of surprised at how very little there was. Not, not so much little in fighting and kicking, but just, yeah, again, special moves. It was, and, it was just badly drawn, you know, paced. It's just not, it's not interesting. Yeah, and even though there wasn't all that much special fighting, there was a surprisingly um, a lot of amount of blood. And I'm which it doesn't need to be. Uh, yeah, it doesn't need to be, and I'm okay with it. But I don't know, just for how the rest of the movie went, I just felt it kind of came out of left field. Like it, I mean, you they could have used a little bit, but the amount that they had, I thought it was a little excessive. So, so comment like just sort of rounding out the story. It's basically it's a tournament, but only we get development of four or five of the main of the Tekken characters. Mm-hmm. The rest are just given cameos. Or, or just beaten instantly. So Casio wants to kill his father because he threw him off a cliff at five years old. Yes. Uh, what else? Um, June has, like, the sixth sense and is like, you can't be angry. But she's also there because uh, Heihachi's adopted son, Lee, who's a crazy guy. He had the gray hair. Yes. Uh, is, like, is making uh, dinosaurs... They're from yeah. the game. The dinosaurs and kangaroo are from the game. It's not well utilized. And uh, they have the jack android, who has blood for some reason, despite being a robot. He has a girl he's adopted. He's trying to get to this doctor who can cure her of seizures. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the other police officer, Lei, Lee Wuan, who is... Uh, he's like, women can't fight. And that's the extent of his character. Uh, yeah, it, it's not... Again, I mean, you know, this is an older movie, so... <laughs> uh, Heihachi is just like, I want to kill everyone. Lee's like, I will be the company head. And there's the Native American girl, uh, Michelle, I think, who just throws it... In one, the, the reason we liked this film, or at least I liked it, was just... There was just these moments of over-the-topness. Yes. So we can just kind of go through that. There, there's, a, there's a lot. Basically, just finishing the plot. I know I said that already, but finishing the plot. is uh, like, I overcame my anger. Like, it's freaking Star Wars. He's like, I, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to death. Or yeah. And they just leave the island after it explodes. Um, so let's just talk about just the over-the-top moments. So we have uh, Hachi throwing his son from the cliff. Yeah. Just launching. Um, and then... Then he's in his hotel room, and he gets, like, there's the assassin shoots bullets into the window. Then he just jumps from the hotel room. Yes, and while the hotel is exploding behind him. So that's the second leap 
or uh, jumping off of cliff. There's a you... lot of jumping. There's a lot of leaping. There's yes. a lot of falling. It... It's a drinking game. Every time something f- or someone falls, take a shot. Yeah. And then we also came up with another joke. Take a shot every time somebody blinks in this movie because you're never going to pick up the shot glass because nobody ever blinks in no this movie. No one blinks. Which is surprising. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just bu- budget issues. There's also, uh, they're doing the tournament introductions. Then the uh, Native American girl rushes up to kill Heihachi. She throws an axe at him, and he catches it in his teeth and shatters it. <laughs> um, what else was there? There was the dinosaur... There was the assassin using a rocket, the assassin's sister using a rocket launcher to kill uh, Cassia. Just like rocket launch. Yeah, and then that apparently just goes nowhere because she just leaves. She's like, oh, I'll see you, I'll see you in the tournament. And she just leaves. And even though so much damage was destroyed at the resort, everybody's okay with it. They're, they just go to bed. Everyone's fine. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's the kangaroo, which they didn't even need to include. Uh, they, they treat the reveal that Jack is an android like it's a big thing, but if you played the games, you would know that. And also, it's like, it's kind of implied throughout the movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I kn- knew that it was leading up to that. I didn't really consider it a surprise. No. So, like, as, as an action-fighting movie, it fails. As, like... It's sort of like this. It's funny. I'll give it. It's funny. It's over the top. It's funny. There, there's weird bits in from here. If, if you wanted like a like a good like film for like your your fight this fighting game, you're not gonna find it. None of your favorite characters get much development. It's just kind of funny. That's the best way to describe it. It's funny. Yeah. It, it's it's just something you could put on with your friends and you can just laugh. Laugh. I don't want to say at the absurdity, but just at at the. Incompetence. Yeah. It's right. just like the main, our main character, Kazuya, he's not even the main character, but just like his line delivery is so perfect. I must kill my father. Yeah, it's you very. You do not know me. It's very, it's very one note. And then the, the love interest, June, she's like got Jedi Force powers and she's like, I sense anger in him. Why is he so cold? And then he, although he literally says every five minutes his intentions, his whole backstory, and yet she still questions on why she's doing it. Yeah, it's not great, but it's kind. Of, it's still. Funny. It's 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 not it's not great. I mean, I wouldn't you know. They even they even sequel beta. They do. They 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 set up the Tekken three plot line for some reason, even though this never got a sequel. Yeah, again, it's not great but it's it's fun it's surprisingly a lot of fun which i mean that if i mean you don't have to have totally good characters for me to have fun but um i had a good time i did too they did make another tekken movie in live action in 2010 i also heard that was bad but also funny so continuing the legacy you know and not that i've seen a lot of fighting game movies I haven't, but there are a lot out there. Because mm-hmm. I think the plot is easy to do, just tournament. Yeah. But none of them are good, except arguably Mortal Kombat, if you li- if that's your thing. Um, but the rest, you know, I've never heard anything positive about. And I wonder, why is it so hard? Is it just because there's too many characters? Can they just never get the budget? Yeah, it's is always... It too, is it too much creative freedom? No, I just pick, again, since I don't know the whole franchise by heart or play video games in general, I just kind of looked at it 
like the last half hour being the Hunger Games because they're all just being thrown into it you know, the exactly islands. It is exactly like the Hunger Games. And they just have to fight to the death and one remains. And, you know, it's like, okay, that's simple, straightforward. But then... And when I say it's like Hunger Games, like Lee is our game master. He's like sending out dinosaurs. There's like these computer ladies who are like the people who projected the images. Yeah, who get brutally murdered for really it no reason. It takes place in a jungle. Yes. It's, it is... It's the Hunger Games. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really all there is to say about those two. Go. I mean, if you want, like, Bad Movie Night, I recommend Tekken. Um, Tekken, I... I yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'll admit it's still bad, but I enjoyed it more than uh, Who's That Girl. There's definitely more to... I mean, we, we probably said less about it, but there's just more to remember and talk about yeah. from that than Who's That Girl. But all in all, I'd still give it two and a half. Yeah, I, that's what I'd give it. But I, I'd still like. I still say I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's de- it's definitely entertaining. You know, it's it's something I might come back to just meme worthy enough though. Yeah, just just for the absurdity. There, there should be memes for it though. This it, it is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised there haven't been any already. But you know, not that I'm. Not that either of us is huge into the anime world. Yeah, I'm not. But it's... I don't know how that crowd would perceive this film. It's not... Even, like, separating it from the game, it's not very good. No, if it if it wasn't based off of a game, You'd I don't... forget about it. Yeah, you probably would forget about it. Because it's probably... You know, again, it's compared to The Hunger Games and all these other different, like, you know, Battle Royale-type movies and stories that it if it wasn't based off the video game series, it would just blend in with all the rest of the other stories although you know thinking about that we should do a commentary <laughs> we should just just, riff a, it. just one movie if that's the movie but but that's for another time that's for another time so yeah my my official rating two and a half stars also two and a half would recommend would recommend it for a good time Not if, if you're if you're by yourself and you just want to watch something i want to recommend it no. but if you're with friends if you're friends it's like early in the morning or, like, you're just partying, and you're just, like, that's something to laugh at. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the right atmosphere, and I don't think I would really want it any other way. So, yeah, so that's our two movies this time. Uh, hopefully next time we can talk more, or, yeah. l- or less, who knows. Or, or le- yeah, let us know. Well, <laughs> yeah, hit us up, at. <laughs> uh, so, thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.